You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. So Uber is having its IPO uh, a bit later this year, John, Mm -hmm. and... Things have suddenly hotted up a lot because of the entry of various other app-based ride-sharing services in Australia in the last couple of years. And I'm mm. going to go through what they are because there's some interesting ones. There's some from there's a an Indian entrant, there's a Chinese entrant, uh, there's a, a home a homemade one if you like, an Australian one. It's quite interesting how this space has changed. So for riders, it's fantastic because we're all going to be you know, sharing in the spoils of competition, basically, yeah. which is driving prices down. Not so good for drivers who possibly are going to get less. Oh, the uh, taxi industry, the regulated taxi exactly. industry. Exactly, the taxi yeah. industry. Well, that's kind of been on the ropes for a while. Mm. And they actually were compensated by the Victorian government, at least in Victoria, in the state of Victoria in Australia. Mm. Uh, they, they did receive the lo- some original licenses were like... Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. quarter of a million dollars. Yep. And they, that was sort of, the, you know... They they invested in that for their future, mm. and uh, and then when Uber came along, it just they made them worthless. Yeah. I know it would have been terrible if you if you'd had a taxi license, absolutely. And there were you know there was there was a backlash against Uber you know rolling into uh, into territories all around the world. There were um, you know taxis you know blockading roads. I think in France uh, when Uber started setting up over there. So mm-hmm. there's there's been a backlash, and Uber has not made a profit yet. It's it's been subsidised. So the operations around the world, their legal teams, which is a big part of what they they seem to rely mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. is all being subsidized by the company which is being funded by venture capitalists up until now mm-hmm. and a lot of those people who've put the, those early investors in uber are really looking forward to this ipo because they they want to get their money back they yeah. want to get their money out they want to make a profit so, well it's been running at a loss for you i don't think it's ever been running no, at that's a profit. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's never made a profit um and, but that's not that unusual in the sort of tech startup world uh, amazon took many many years before mm. it made a profit look at it now it's making huge profits and it's the most valuable company by market cap the drivers of Uber, if you're a driver for Uber and you've done quite a bit of driving for them, you've recently received a bonus in Australia from them. And I, I would assume that they've done the same thing elsewhere in other countries around the world. I'm not sure. But in Australia, um, if you've driven more than 20,000 trips, which is a lot. That's, that's heaps. Heaps, yeah. heaps. Um, but there, are, there was an example of a, a, a guy in Australia who I think had done, he'd been working for three years only for Uber uh, and... Um, he'd been doing sort of 50 to 60 hours a week driving mm. um, and he had clocked up more than 20,000. He received a message on the driver's app. So the whole thing is, is uh, app-based, whether it's for the, for, the, for the rider or the driver. The people who'd done more than 20,000 trips received a message saying, thank you for doing the driving and uh, this is an award you're getting for the rush to work, first dates, surprise visits and everything in between. Those people who'd done 20,000 or more received a bonus of slightly more than 14,000 Australian dollars, mm-hmm. which would be a really welcome you know, thing to arrive in your bank account. Those drivers who'd done 10,000 trips received $1,400. Those who'd completed 5,000 trips received $700. And a driver who completed 2,500 trips received $140. So according to Uber, their worldwide chief executive, Dara Khosrowshahi, he said that, uh, quote, we felt it was important to acknowledge the drivers and couriers who have been such an integral part of our success. Uh, Now, in their information ahead of this IPO, which is happening a bit later this year, they do warn in that prospectus that driver dissatisfaction is likely to increase as the company slashes driver incentives to save money, invests in autonomous vehicles, and continues to classify drivers as independent contractors. Mm -hmm. So these are all sort of controversial things. From Uber's point of view, their business model, and they are working to develop driverless cars. 
their model is basically to replace the human driver with an automated system, mm. thereby saving the money that they have to give to drivers. I think it's 75% of the fares of an average Uber ride in Australia goes to the driver, mm-hmm. 25% goes to Uber. But, uh, but of that 75%, then they're, they're paying for petrol, insurance, upkeep, maintenance. Yes. You know, Payments uh, on the car. Everything. Yes. If you go below a certain rating, you can be kicked off the system. So you're all, you've always got to be aware and on and, and happy and, and if someone wants to talk, you talk. If they don't want to talk, you don't talk to them. Yeah. I've spoken to, I speak to most drivers when I get in the car, mm. and um, I, I, my preference is to choose an Uber. And I tend to ask them, you know, how is it? How's it going for you? Are you happy with the service? And um, you know, you're earning good money. And it's those that that put in the hours. They make okay money, well, you know, decent. Mm. Uh, but they say that they really have to work at least one or maybe two nights a week. Generally, like you know, at least one Friday or one Saturday night. If you're not doing that then you're not really making a huge amount of money. It's just something to get you by. Yes. And look, some people who like the idea, there is flexibility with it. So I had an Uber driver up in northern New South Wales not so long ago, and he liked it because he was sort of semi-retired. He had another job, which he did, which sort of gave him the bulk of his income. Uh, But he did Uber because he actually enjoyed chatting with people. And it's very flexible. So you can literally just switch on the app, activate the app. You might be out and about doing something else, doing your shopping, you go, oh, hang on, I've got an hour up my sleeve. Yeah. I'll just switch it on and see if I get lucky. You yeah. know, um, So people can use it that way. They get paid weekly. And I think Uber has been very good just anecdotally from what I've heard from drivers in you know reliability of payment. You know, If you've earned the money, you get paid the money. Yeah. And you get paid weekly. Yeah. So all those things are in its favor. Interestingly, with those payments that have been made, particularly the ones of uh, slightly over 14, I think it's $14,040 has been awarded to people who've done 20,000 trips or more. They're actually being invited to invest in the IPO. So some of that money uh, they're being they asked. expect to come back. That's right, yeah. we're hoping. But that's optional. They're not saying that they have to. And apparently Uber has set aside an undisclosed number of shares for its drivers to invest investing mm-hmm. at the IPO. They will actually be available. It won't be oversubscribed. The drivers themselves will be sort of prioritized in a mm-hmm. way by that by that setting aside of some shares. Now, one thing that's happened that's interesting is that Uber was hoping to have a higher valuation than it's winding up getting. So the valuation that, that um, is now being touted in markets and by brokers and the like is between 80 and 90 billion US dollars, approximately 80.5 and 91.5 billion US is the is the expected range for the IPO, for the valuation that, that mm. follows the IPO. And that is apparently about one third below what the startups insiders, so the original investors, the founders of the company, mm-hmm. had been hoping for, one third less. And this follows Lyft, which is an alternative ride-sharing service big in America, uh, they f- floated last month and their shares ended up trading late last week, I think, at uh, 20.5% below the IPO price. Mm-hmm. And this was because of investor skepticism over the company's path to profitability. So the same issue same we talked issue. about with, with Uber. Yeah. Uber's doing a roadshow. They're going around the world. They're trying to persuade people. But there is some questions as to when it'll turn a profit, how will it navigate through the transition to autonomous vehicles, and whether its business model can support higher driver costs from minimum wage rules. Mm-hmm. So there are some, some issues facing Uber. It will be interesting to see how that goes. I think uh, anyone investing in it would be wanting to be pretty careful and, uh, and wary. 
by the sound of things, given those revisions of the expected uh, market capitalization to follow the IPO. And another thing that's that's also affected Uber has been past scandals. Uh, we have talked about them on, on past podcasts from Beyond Infinity. One was uh, included sexual harassment allegations involving staff at uh, at Uber's head office over in the states, and I think elsewhere, a kind of a culture which wasn't uh, considered that healthy, and also a massive data breach that was concealed from regulators. Mm. Now, look, just briefly mentioning some of the other services that are now in Australia and, and some of the sort of differences between them and, and uh, Uber. Ola, India's most popular rideshare service, entered the Australian market in early 2018, growing rapidly ever since. It's in Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Canberra. And um, it's basically, its pricing is like for like with Uber. Um, uh, the benefit is that it um, offers launch fare discount when it opens in a new city uh, and also a, 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 um, a first ride, first time rider deal. So the problem is region distribution. If you haven't got the, um, you know, the distribution across the country like Uber does, not mm. that it's everywhere, but it's in you know, many areas mm. and you're not going to have the user base there. It's not necessarily going to fare that well. And Uber kind of struggled a little bit when it started out here uh, because it was just Sydney and Melbourne and it took a little while, but now it's... Um, it's ingrained. Uh, yeah. You talk about, you know, oh, it's catch an Uber, catch an Uber. And that's what... That's and it has saved, it's yeah. it's damaged the taxi industry, but it's saved riders a lot of money and it's very convenient and it's reliable. And it, in most cases, good, yes, there's been some small instances where it has probably cost slightly more if there's, um, there's surge, pricing. surge pricing and it's a busy time. Yep. But the for me, it's uh, the, the convenience. I can open the app, I can see where the, the cars are and I know how far away it is. I know the driver, I can rate the driver. You can't do that with a taxi. No. Yeah. Um, Didi is a Chinese ride-sharing uh, app launched in Melbourne in June 2018, operates between Geelong and Melbourne, and it is cheaper uh, than Uber, but it's obviously got, it's really for commuters, yeah. um, and uh, and that's sort of the scope of that at the moment. Then there's also Go Catch, can be cheaper than Uber, but does and it doesn't have surge pricing, so that's one of the key differences really between Go Catch and Uber. Taxify, originally from Estonia, uh, it's only in Sydney and Melbourne at the moment. Similar to Uber, there's a $9 minimum per ride, so slightly lower fees. First-time users can score a ride ride credit, as is quite uh, common. And then Hop is an Aussie startup similar to Uber that uses Hertz rental cars. So the benefit for drivers is they don't have to own their own vehicles, as Hertz supplies vehicles for as little $6 per hour. It winds up being 40% cheaper than taxis only available in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Okay. So it's a field that's getting filled up. But very interesting to see how that IPO goes for Uber. I think it will be kind of a bellwether for uh, the rest of the ride-sharing industry around the world. It'll be indicative of what's to be expected going forward. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity.